You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 302. I'm Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is the laying down, (laughs) (laughs) leaning back very far, or laying down, can't really tell exactly, but the lounging, bad back, Brandon Gowton of Leading Green Nation. What's going on, buddy? You just heightened my mom's concern specifically. Mom, I'm okay. (laughs) Nothing too bad. Just, you know. Bad back, Brandon. You know, nothing too bad. Just, you know, uh, we'll be doing, you know, a little bit of stretching. Nothing, you know, uh, you know that scale. uh, Like, if you ever go to an emergency room, it's like, how do you feel? They have all the smiley faces up there on a scale of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, happy to, like, extreme frowning. You know, with extreme frowning being like 10, bad. I'm like, you know, I'm like a two. It's not too bad, but just a little bit sore. Um, Thank you for everyone for your concern. Check up on your boy, Mrs. Gallon. BGN Radio brought to you by Right to Sell and Craft Jerky. Go to righttosellin.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. Shout out to my aforementioned mom who just got my dad some Right to Sell and Craft Jerky. Uh, She got it in with the BGN20 discount right before the new year ended so great move by her very smart very savvy move to get that last uh discount use in uh she said by the way i, I made it a point the other week to talk about how good their customer services because my friend just ordered for them my mom said the same thing super in, like super attentive um the delivery came super fast she my mom really liked the packaging because like it's like a righteous felon to get bit you know so it's like watch out for your cartel informant or whatever you know it's it's part it's like part of the gimmick of the righteous felon like uh-huh. the felon aspect to it all yeah. so it's fun it's like fun packaging and branding um we're big fans of fun here so right to sell.com discount code bgn15 for 15 percent <laughs> off your order uh jimmy um we've talked about the damar hamlin situation a lot here already on the bleeding green name mm-hmm. bleeding green nation podcast feed um, I don't know if we've recorded a podcast since the more positive updates that have come out on Friday, but it's good to hear that he is, you know, talk, apparently Miles Sanders FaceTime with him. Um, it sounds like he's doing, you know, uh, a lot better. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're very happy uh, to hear that. I missed that whole thing. Like I, I did not watch Monday night football. Wow. I was in bed at like seven that night and I woke up to all that. That's insane. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was, you know, quite a, quite a, uh, an event I guess watched live which I, I missed all that but I woke up to it and yeah it's very scary like these guys are a lot bigger faster stronger than they've been uh, at any point during you know the since the league has begun and this wasn't even like a big hit or anything mm-hmm. like that it was just a normal football play and just kind of a crazy 
uh, fluky kind of situation. But yeah, it's good to see that he's doing better and uh, is awake. Um, asked if they won the game when he got up or whatever. I guess writing on a on a on a whiteboard or something like that, um, mm-hmm. or on a pad, whatever. Um, so yeah, it looks like he's going to be okay, which is great. And uh, the whole situation kind of left, um, you know, the NFL with decisions to make on how they're going to handle um, that mm-hmm. game, whether they're going to replay it or not, which they're not, um, not replay it, but resume it, but which they're not. And then what do they do in terms of, um, you know, as far as the playoffs go? And we won't get into what they're going to do in the AFC because it's <laughs> like there's a uh, there's a lot to it, I guess. But it appears as though the NFC is going to be unchanged. There was uh, an idea out there that <laughs> there could be eight playoff teams potentially, which would mean for the Eagles, of course, yeah, no buy. That, that they would lose. They would lose their insane. Imagine that. I you, you, like they, they, they. Like, I mean, the Eagles. We, you and I, have sort of covered the team in the vein of you know uh, them clinching the one seed. For like two yeah. months now, <laughs> you know, because they because they had such a, a great record for the entirety of the season. It wasn't a matter of whether they're going to win the division uh, or not. It was, you know, are they going to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs? And, um, you know, here we are in, in the last week of the season. Didn't think it would take until now. Uh, but of course, they need this game to clinch the one seed. We yeah, imagine, uh, you know, sort of covering the team in that way the, the entirety of the year. And then, boom, they just <laughs> they had a, uh, a, a, you know, an eighth team at the last at the 11th hour. And um, I don't know, I guess from like a commander's fan perspective, it's it's, you know, maybe a little bit funny because they were um, eliminated. Well, they didn't know they could be eliminated last well, week and they were eliminated and then. And then, yeah, well, I assume it extended beyond uh, Ron Rivera. If he didn't know, who else didn't know? Um, so anyway, he didn't know. And then, you know, their window for staying alive maybe opened up for like a half second when those, I don't, I don't, I don't call them reports, uh, but it, just the idea, the, the, the notion that they were kicking around that idea potentially, <laughs> you know, like they weren't, they would have been like, uneliminated for for a week um but anyway uh it's it's good that they didn't mess around with adding uh an eighth playoff team which i'm curious if they'd be interested in doing that in the future i mean not to get way off topic here but you've already um, gotten the show i sort of hate that idea i hate (laughs) how do you feel about having the seventh team even in the playoffs i think it's kind of a little weak. It's been weak, right? Just the results of it. Think about the Eagles last year. Yeah, got blown out. The seventh team has done has the done Steelers terribly got in the playoffs. Trashed last, like just yeah. So I don't really. The Bears were the year before that. Yep. They got destroyed by I think the yep. Saints. Maybe. So I don't know that we really need it. But here we are. Yeah. Uh, and the Eagles are pushing for the number one seed, as you mentioned, needing to win or tie or get some help, but unlikely. Mm-hmm. Uh, in week eighteen, and. In some seemingly good news, Nick Sirianni spoke on Friday morning. We're recording this, by the way, at 1.31 on Friday afternoon, Eastern, January 6th. Nick Sirianni said things are trending in the direction that Jalen Hurts will play against the New York Giants. He was limited in practice on, listed as limited Mm -hmm. at least for the walkthrough on Wednesday and then limited in the first real practice on Thursday. But by all accounts, was taking the first team reps 
unlike mm-hmm. last week when Minshew was taking those against the Saints. So um, it looks like Hertz is going to play. Seemed to be throwing the ball well, too. We only saw right. him like in the individual drills, to, and then they kick us out. I didn't get to see him throw too many passes, but I saw him throw about you know, a dozen to to like 15, 16 passes, and he looked fine throwing mm-hmm. the ball. So that's a big deal. Um, I, I think you have to play Jalen Hurts in this game. Like, I don't know that uh, many others think otherwise. I know. It, to, so I think the, the whole deal with him being limited is that he clearly isn't like 100%, you know, no no concerns, fully healed. Like, he's not, he's clearly not 100%. He can't be if he's limited in practice. Like if, if he was full go all week, then I'd be like, okay, he's ready to roll. No doubts that he is. I, I think they're being overly cautious is my read on it with him. And why not? Because it's very important. Um, and as I've said, uh, I said this on the SP Nation NFL show earlier today, limited in practice isn't necessarily the most uh, telling descriptor because by definition, being limited in practice means you are less than 100% participation in practice. So in theory, mm-hmm. not that this is like necessarily possible, but if you were practicing 99% of practice, you would be limited. If you were practicing 1% of practice, you would be limited by definition, like just by strict definition uh, of what that means. So, um, you know, by all accounts, he was doing more in practice this week. You saw him go through the uh, the contact drill, even though they're being light on him, right? Yeah, I mean, there th- he went through like the uh, the little gauntlet where you the 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 coaches have the pads and they give you a little whack mm-hmm. when you're running through. And then they also have like the, the boxing glove on the stick where they're trying to poke the ball out. And yeah, they were, <laughs> they took a little more easy on, uh, on jail than they did with the and other they should. There's no reason for him to get hurt. In yeah, practice. of course. So, you know, you should take every <laughs> precaution leading up to the game until the bullets are alive. Um, my thinking with this, my approach, if I'm the Eagles is that don't get cute. You can't play Gardner Minshew. You can't be like, Oh, the giants are resting their starters. You have to put Hertz in. And I think the thinking is that you put them in and you try to put a whooping on them early so that the Giants just retreat because I think the Giants are going to be mm-hmm. resting players anyway. But if you give them even more reason to like pull their guys out because you're just up big in the game and there's no point of them playing anymore, then I think they're going to wave that white flag pretty early. So if I'm the Eagles, I look to start Hurts. Hopefully, you know, you get a couple strong drives in. The Giants pull their guys, and then you can put Minshew in the game at that point. Yeah, Nick Sirianni said uh, after the uh, press conference on Friday here today, he was just kind of casually like BSing with us after the after the um, his interview, um, and he was talking about how I think this is okay to talk about, but he was talking about how when he was with the Chargers once upon a time, they were in a situation where they were in and in, win they, and in. you know, win and in, and they were playing the Chiefs. And prior to that game, you know, they could look across the side and the other side of the field and they could see Jamal Charles, you know, not suited up. And like some of their other best, some of the other Chiefs best players, like not suited up. And they knew they weren't going to be playing a number of their best players. And he's like, that game went to overtime. (laughs) So like they, they ultimately won, but it was way closer than it probably should have been. And um, yeah, he said uh, they are full go in terms of, you know, trying to go out and, and win this game because that was sort of a lesson learned at once upon a time for him on, you know, maybe taking an opponent a little bit yeah. too lightly when they're the resting the starters. Like Stats and RJ on the, yeah. on the it's a big deal. look ahead today are trying to tell me that, oh, I don't know, I think I'd play Minshew. 
because I'd rather have Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's crazy. Minshew played like shit right. last week. Like, there's no way you can put him you know, back also, in there. Also, like the one seed is here. You're at home. It's like right there for the take. Go get it. And don't like they were like go get it, and then you get a, and then you get a week no, off. Exactly. It's like well, it's better to have Hurts at 100 percent definitely and the five seed than it is to have the one seed. And like you're insane. No, you want. Get the one seed. It's right there for you. Just get the one seed. Worry yeah. about everything else later after that fact. You're two wins away from the Super Bowl. Two home wins away from the Super Bowl. If you get the, it shouldn't be like a debate. <laughs> I mean, this is like a no brainer. Go for the one seed. So yes, Hurt should play. Um, they should obviously be smart about how they use him. It's not just like, hey, let's call like fifty design runs. No, like don't obviously don't. And I'm right, sure they won't. Right, right. And maybe don't have him. You know, like. Let's get the ball out of his hand fairly quick if we can. Like, don't try to just have him sit back in the pocket like all game long and have that be the plan. Um, so I think there's things they can do to be smart about kind of protecting him from himself and protecting him on the whole. You know, some of it is risk. That's football. There's going to be risk whenever. But I think you know you can mitigate some of that. Um, but I expect Hertz to play well. I mean, we'll see. But I, I have like all the reports from practice, like you said, seems to be throwing the ball fine. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm expecting him to come out. I'm expecting him to play. I'm expecting him to look good. And I'm expecting just even the presence of him back to have value. And by that, I mean, in terms of his stability, like I think that Gardner Minshew looked erratic and so did the team kind of like, you know, AJ Brown was kind of like, you know, unstable emotionally mm-hmm. last week. I think Hurts right. a calming presence just by being there. And I also think just by yeah. being there, even though if he might not be running a lot, the threat of him running is still something the Giants will have to account for. And I think that'll help the Eagles running game. I think that's all right. All right. Let's just end the podcast. There. On the other injury news, Lane, uh, Lane Johnson, Avante Maddox, Josh Sweat, uh, all non-participants in practice, both on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, I assume by the time this comes out, they will all be ruled out. By the time this podcast comes out, they will have all been ruled out. Um, and then they're, they have some interesting decisions to make on some other important players. Well, one very important player is uh, Chauncey Gunner-Johnson, uh, and then two lesser important players in Robert Quinn and Brett mm. Toth. Forget about I him. Not. <laughs> All three of those guys were had their 21-day um, uh, practice window initiated for their returns from uh, injured reserve. I don't think they're going to bring CJ mm. back for this game. Um, we'll, we'll see. He practiced. Um, I don't know that you bring him back because that's a little trickier injury. And if you can give him those extra two weeks uh, before he has to play again, then that's probably a big deal for him. Um, Robert Quinn probably mm-hmm. will play. I think they'll hold be up. Um, you need that depth now with Josh yep. Sweat down. Brandon Graham played a lot of snaps in that week 17 loss to the Saints where he picked up two sacks and played great. Um, but uh, I don't think they want him playing as many. He played over 50 snaps in that game. I don't think they want him doing that. Um, I mean, they do would have a week off sure. in between this game and the next game, assuming they win. Uh, but they need that depth there. So I, I assume Robert Quinn will be up. And then Pro, uh, Brett Toth, they'll just delay bringing him up as, as long yeah. as they can. Um but yeah, that but so that's, so that's sort of how I see that. You seem to be surprised by my Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Uh, well, I did take. see. It seemed like there was some optimism about him today from I guess Sirianni mm-hmm. or it was the locker room. But um, I do agree with you. To me, it would make more sense to just play it safe and like you know Reed Blankenship has been reasonably good 
for what like I mean he's I think you can get by with him again in this situation and get by with Josiah Scott in this situation whereas to your point like you're lighter on defensive end bodies it seems like it'd make a lot more sense to have Quinn in this game and and he was coming off of a scope it's not like he was coming off this you know major things he should be ready I feel like with a, a, a couple of days of practice to come back into the lineup here and it's not like you're playing him for like Johnson Garner Johnson to be playing presumably like the whole game or, or you know whatever a starter's amount whereas Robert Quinn's coming in mm-hmm. and playing like I don't know 15 snaps or whatever he's coming in on a light basis anyway um and then with Toth yeah I mean I think so with the 21 day window you don't have to activate the player Jimmy's leaving the room to close the door He's closing it right now, and he's rushing back to the desk to put his headphones on to realize I've been commentating what he's been doing the whole time. Um, I'm saying with Toth, <laughs> you don't have to activate that player You know, at the end of the 21-day window. It's just an option. So if they don't, they could just shut him down for the year. I think they opened that for him. And this is really getting into the weeds on Brett Toth. But I think they did it just in case. It's like a in case they have offensive line injuries and they, they want to have him available so they can activate him, at least he will be... Uh, having had some practice reps and won't just be coming cold and um you know just why not because you only have a couple weeks in the season anyway so uh but if the eagles activate any and all these guys at some point they're going to need roster spots And, and right now they don't really necessarily have obvious guys necessarily to just like oh we'll just ir that guy although Janarius robinson who you may remember from magically picking up an injury <laughs> when the Eagles needed to activate Andre Dillard from injured reserve is now yeah. once again hurt, even though he's never played a snap. Right. <laughs> wow, that, wow, what a coincidence that he's suddenly, he wasn't on the injury report on right. Wednesday, but all of a sudden, boom, Thursday, his name like, appears. As soon as I saw that on Thursday, yep. I'm like, oh, he's, poor guy's going it's on like the IR. Tyree Jackson thing a couple <laughs> weeks ago when they activated Goddard. Like, he was fine. Tyree Jackson's fine. He's barely playing. All of a sudden... Oh, Dallas got it's ready to return. Yeah. Tyree's feeling pretty sore all of a sudden. So um, so putting Janarius Robinson would open one spot. So maybe that's what you do with Quinn. But then the interesting thing is, mm-hmm. well, interesting used here. Uh, your mileage may vary, but. Oh, it's interesting uh, to Brent me. Brent Kern, the Eagles punter on the practice squad. Right. Who has not been good, by the way. And I feel like they should just look for a new punter. Like any kind of metric you look at. And it's a small sample size. But like he's not been good. He had that shank in the Saints game. Um, yeah. Like he's out of practice squad elevations uh, unless they want to expose him to waivers. So I don't know what you really do there. I would not put him on the roster. I don't think he's been good enough for that. And also you don't need to put him on the roster because I mean, for the playoffs, because once the playoffs start, you've unlimited practice squad elevations. So I would just, you know, want to, so do you, what do you do? Do you go to this? So I, I wondered if they were just going to sign a guy, right. a punter to the practice squad for yes. one week and then he punts against the giants and then yep. you cut him, and then you have your unlimited call-ups for current. They're not doing that because they would have already had this guy right. on the roster uh, earlier in the week because you'd want him yes. punting, <laughs> like, you know, and getting ready, ready getting, for the game yeah. and holding yep. for, for Jake Elliott. Um, so that's not going to happen because it hasn't already happened. Um, another sort of off the wall scenario is do you just have Jake Elliott punt? Maybe. And, and then Britton Covey is your holder. 
But you open your if you do something like that and like you need like a game winning field goal and you miss and no, it doesn't even matter like nothing could go wrong on the on the operation. But if you miss, then you're just you know keeping yourself open for just an onslaught of insane uh, criticism. <laughs> if like you were to do that. So you, you lost the one seed because you tried to get cute with your punter situation. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that'd be insane. Right. Because you didn't want to. You didn't want to IR Sean Bradley in addition to. Right. You know. Well, <laughs> we should mention too. Yes, he did not. Seem. I think he was not at practice on Friday after being limited. So, yeah. um, seems like he might be another candidate uh, to go on IR, but that would only free up two spots. So we'll see. Um, we'll have more clarity on this because the deadline for the Eagles to make moves, as you may know, is 4 PM on Saturday. So we'll get some more. There will be a flurry of stuff to, to sift through. I think when yeah. uh, on, this will be like a, a newsy uh, Saturday, four o'clock. Uh, Unless the Eagles of, just do it of, on of Friday, but yeah, moves. we'll see. They'll, I, um, they'll, they'll wait. Right. I think they'll wait. Cause they've just been very sort of locked down and, and, as far as like giving away any kind of information. So I think they'll, they'll do that sure. on Saturday. So it'll be right around like yeah. when the uh, Saturday games are starting. There's two games. This I was going to say the games will be playing <laughs> or be on and the Eagles are announcing like transactional news. That's yeah. right. Um, all right. So let's pivot here to the Giants matchup. Well, one, general... one more quick thing. Sorry. I wanted okay. to just touch one on one thing on CJ is like, where's he going to play when he gets back to, I don't know if we covered this on the pot or not, but you know, obviously he played the slot with new mm -hmm. Orleans. Uh, before he came to Philly, played he's pretty much only played safety here. So if and when he does come back, it'll be interesting to see where they put him. Somebody put out like Avante might was it Kaplan that uh, Avante might be back for like the championship round if the Eagles make it that far. I didn't see that, but that their actions would indicate that because they could have put him on IR if they if they wanted him. So if he if the Eagles put him on IR as earliest as they could have following his injury. Mm -hmm. um, he would have been eligible to play only in the Super Bowl. Okay. If they put him on IR. But by not putting him on IR, he's now eligible to play, I mean, as soon as whatever, whenever he's ready. But in theory, with the out indefinitely thing, it would seem like they're hoping that he can at least get back for the championship game. So if, you know, in the divisional round, do you want CJGJ in the slot and then Blankenship and Epps at safety? Or do you want CJGGA and absent safety and Josiah Scott in the slot? Personally speaking, mm -hmm. I'd rather have CJ sure. in the slot covering Christian Watson and CeeDee Lamb and whatever whatever mm -hmm. first-round opponent you're going to get. They're putting their best receiver in the slot against you. I'd rather have CJ covering those guys uh, over yes. Josiah Scott all day. I agree. I'm not so sure they would do that. Uh, I think it kind of depends on the severity of Maddox's injury and how, you know, because I don't mm -hmm. think they want to move too much around. If Maddox is just out, then sure, I think there's more confidence that they would just put CJGJ in the slot because then you don't have to worry about shifting him out of there again at some point. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not convinced on that. I think, you know, because Josiah Scott had a better game against the Saints. That doesn't mean, like, I implicitly trust him now, but I just don't think he – a lot of people, I think, are ready to write off Josiah Scott, and understandably so, but I'm not sure, sure the coaching staff is – I mean, they seem to like him a little bit. Okay. I think they will. All right. I think they will go that way. But we'll With see. CJ in the slot? Yeah, I think they'll go CJ in the slot. Okay. I think they should. I agree. Uh, you don't have to get deep into the Giants matchup because like it's hard to even know what to fully expect <laughs> right. in terms of matchups. Um, my guess, and the sense seems to be from New York, 
And well, first of all, the line is still 14 points. So clearly there's an expectation. The starters are not going all out in this game. Um, it was, fl- I feel like- there, there's been sort of a flood of uh, Giants reporters today on Friday saying that they're going to, you know, rest their starters in this game. So, and you know, the, but the good way, like you have to kind of parse like what, what that means, because mm-hmm. it's not like the preseason where you just, you know, shut them all down. Don't even play them at all. Like some of these guys are going to play because they have to, it's a 53 man roster. Yep. Um, so we're going to see a number of them play guys who are on the fence in terms of like injury. So you see, you know, like, uh, well, Aziz Ojalari and De- uh, Leonard Williams are not going to play. Probably they both didn't practice. They were ruled out time. already, I believe. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. They were not practicing this week. So obviously out. And that's a big deal because that's sure. Their, uh, Ojalari is second on the team in sacks. Leonard Williams, like fifth. And he's obviously, you know, a good defensive tackle. Hey, he's a pro bowl player. Um, yep. Yeah, and he's a team captain for them. Um, you would think like, I would think like, they, they want to shut down Saquon again, third most touches or sorry, second most touches in the league. Uh, it, what three fifty something, I think three fifty touches on the season, yeah. something like that. I, I don't know if they like are trying to play those guys for like a drive or not, or what, or, you know, like give him the credit for the start. Cause that kind of matters sometimes in terms of like contract numbers or whatever. So apparently like, they don't have any contract. Uh, there, there's nothing at stake. And so Richie, okay. Richie James, uh, they're one of the receivers. If he had, if he had forty receptions this year, he got some kind of bonus. I don't remember what it was, but he's already at fifty-seven, so he's already got okay. it. Other than that, I don't think there was anything. I saw, I saw that somewhere on Twitter. My apologies to whoever okay. has that out, and I can't. Um, I think know, Kenny Galladay needs seventy-six them. catches in this game to hit his bonus. <laughs> so we'll see if that happens. Uh, I don't know if that was a real tweet or not, but it was. I saw that. I think it's it was real. funny. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I don't know if they're going to play him for a drive or not or whatever, how they're going to handle that exactly, kind of like it, treat it like a preseason game. But the bottom line is the starters are not going to play like 100% of the snaps mm-hmm. in this game. And that, and that doesn't mean the Giants are totally like lifeless because, you know, Ty- Tyrod is, you know, an NFL quarterback. Like he sure. can run around. He can do some things. Um, played ball against the Eagles you know, when the and the Eagles yeah, blow out. It was garbage time, he, but he played well. Yeah. He prevented the BGN same game parlay because he, he went allowed the Giants to go over on their point total. I think it was, uh, yeah. So again, my my thinking to it is the Eagles should be trying to eliminate the Giants starters from the game, like encourage the Giants to pull their starters. Like don't give them any kind of like life or hope that yeah. they should like keep playing some guys. Like just snuff all that. This hope. Might be like a we'll take the ball first game if you win the toss. Great call. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's a that's a great call by you. you. Yeah. Because why are you deferring to the second half? Yeah, don't worry about the second half. Just right. like, smash them. Put your foot on the gas from the start. Yeah. yeah, just go down, get a score, and then yeah. So that's all I've got. Yeah, the, I mean Saquon I is obviously their best player on offense, and to an extent he like kind of is their offense. Um defensively, same kind of situation where Dexter Lawrence is their best player on defense. And he has also played an abnormal number of, like a high oh, yeah. abnormal number of snaps this year. That guy needs a rest. In fact, he's like young. And you know how like the Eagles rest like six, seven guys every week. Like they get a day, they get a day off basically from practice. Yes. Like the, an old guy rest day. Well, he's getting, Dexter mm-hmm. Lawrence is getting those for the Giants. He's on his rookie contract. I think he's still on his yeah. rookie contract anyway. Um, he's still getting, <laughs> he's getting a rest day because he plays so much uh, on, on every weekend. So I imagine they don't want to they, they'll, they'll want to give him a break 
Um, this is a guy who's six foot five, three forty five. You can't have him playing like all that season <laughs> right. long. Yeah, and and he's been their best player. Like he's he's had a, a, a like a great season. I think he made the Pro Bowl. If he didn't, then he got he's robbed. like an All Pro kind of player. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he, I would doubt that he'll play. And you know, for all like the uh, the jokes about Daniel Jones, he's actually had a decent season. He's got you know he's got the Giants in the in the playoffs, and you know you see all, all the credit going to Brian Dable and their coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Well, Daniel Jones had a lot to do with that too. He's not turning the ball over like he sure. like he has in the past. Obviously, he's a threat with his legs, um, and because he's a threat with his legs and he does run a lot, I think all the more reason to sit him because mm-hmm. you know he's he takes more hits than than your average quarterback as well. So. Um, yeah, I think all those Saquon and Dexter Lawrence are really the two biggest, uh, you know, players to sort of watch in this game, whether they send Daniel Jones, um, whether they whether they play or not. And then, as you mentioned, um, you know, pretty, pretty big names or to the Giants and in Giants land anyway, in uh, in Leonard Williams and Aziz Ojulari are, are definitely out um, mm-hmm. their Their best corner, Adoree Jackson, has been limited in practice um, all week. So he's another guy. I think he's actually missed a few games leading up to this game. He hasn't played since week 11. Okay. So um, there's reason for them to maybe get him some action because, you know, getting him on the field and getting him comfortable out on the field again is maybe worthwhile Mm. um, just so that because they're locked into the sixth seed. They're probably going to be playing the Vikings in the wild card round. And there's some, you know, there's, do you want to? Do you want to just throw him back out there and say, "Okay, go cover Justin Jefferson"? <laughs> you know well, I mean? you could argue it's better that he gets the extra, depending on True. what the injury is. Yeah. Too, it could be a case where that extra week could make a big difference. I don't know. Well, he said he wanted to play if he could. Okay, uh, in this game, so that's a, that's a guy who's maybe a candidate to play a little bit, and then you get him out just to get him get his sure. feet wet again, and then you get him out after like a quarter or two. Uh, but yeah, it, it does seem very likely that that the, that the Giants are gonna, for the most part. Uh, rest their starters, even if, you know, they do play for like a quarter or just a few drives or whatever it is, I think we're going to see all backups in there in the second half. And that doesn't mean to be clear, like the Giants are just going to lay down because these guys who might be playing some of these backups, like this is their chance to shine. This is their chance to actually get playing time and put some good tape on, on, uh, on display and, and maybe earn a role, bigger team with the a bigger role with the team next year or another team or whatever so like you know i'm not expecting the giants to just lay down especially under this coaching staff because i think deeple has gotten them to you know play hard and mm-hmm. and maximize their talent so yeah i'm not expecting the giants to just you know lay down but where it has to come out to in the end is the eagles are just the more talented team especially given what they're going to have on the field so you really need the talent to win out here uh which it should and if it doesn't it's a big disaster yeah <laughs> but uh okay you done with this matchup? Yeah, I think normally we talk about like the matchups that that are relevant, but can't. I mean, you can't even in this case. The matchup that is relevant is Eagles versus Giants win the game. Just win. it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter if they win by one point. The it doesn't matter if they win by a thousand points. Just win the freaking game. Yes, for sure. And then you can uh, breathe that sigh of relief and, and take your week off and and wait and see who you got to play in the divisional round. All right, let's take a break here, but not before we hear about Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com. She just walked back into the house uh, from being somewhere, uh, <laughs> showing a house, I believe. Uh, anyway, you can reach her at 856-906-9295 if you are looking to buy or sell your home. Again, 856-906-9295. Brandon? We will be back after this. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back here on BGN Radio, Jimmy, where we have our picks against the spread, as we normally do, to set the table here. Uh, oh, by the way, DraftKings, Sportsbook, same game parlay. Stay tuned for that uh, on the Bleeding Green Nation Twitter account at Bleeding Green. We'll see what that is. Uh, if we're having one, not totally sure, but if we do, it'll be there. All right. So coming out of week 17, uh, I went 3-1 and one against the spread. You went 2-2. Two and two. That brings us to, on the season, I am 34-30-1, and one, and you are 28-36-1. and one. Um, We are both 12-4 and because we've been locked up in every Eagles game this year, which is kind of boring. But, yeah. uh, we are 12-4 and four straight up. But will we be on the same page this week? We will see. And obviously, we'll keep doing this into the playoffs, so that might change some point down the road. Um, in fairness to you, I did add an extra game to this week for the against the spread so it kind of gives you another more opportunity to catch up uh, so we'll see if you can and we'll start with the Tennessee Titans who are six and a half point underdogs against the Jags in Jacksonville Saturday Saturday night mm-hmm. it's Dougie P uh doesn't relate to the Eagles but it's Doug so I wanted to put it in here do you think Doug is going to lead the Jags to the AFC South title after the Jags are the worst team in the league the number one overall pick two years in a row. Yeah, I think uh, Doug's done a phenomenal job there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is, is having sort of a breakout season. This game reminds me of like in the NCAA tournament where they have that play-in game to, <laughs> I think like that's sort of what this is. Like you get like, you know, Arkansas Pine Bluff and Winthrop mm-hmm. playing in the in the play-in game. And then they got they for the right to get destroyed by whoever the one seed is. Uh Although I guess they will get a home, whoever wins this game gets a home game and will play whoever yeah. the five seed is. It would probably be the Ravens, I guess. Um, could be. They, they could beat the Ravens. The Ravens aren't that good. Jags already beat the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Doug, maybe Doug has a little run in him if, uh, if they can win this game. But hey. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, well like Doug's played, Doug teams play their best football at the end of the year, historically, especially like, you know, sure. they don't just go down easy. 2018. When is a Doug. T- when has a Doug team ever gone down? 2020 aside, which 2019, is a disaster of a year. Yeah. You know, obviously they went on the run in 2017. But 2018, like mm-hmm. they, they needed the sweep at the end of the year. Or is that 2019? But they, they, they had bad records uh, early in those seasons and wound up making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is nothing new for Doug. The Titans have lost six straight games. <laughs> like, they were be seven, starting Josh Dobbs. <laughs> they were 7-3 and three at one point. And the closest team to them 
was the Colts at four, yeah. six, and one. They had a three game lead in the AFC South. And now they're actually a game back. So they're not, they don't even have the same record as, as the Jags. Jags are eight and eight, and the Titans are uh, seven and nine right now. Um, but yeah, the Titans can't stop the pass. They've lost six straight, as I mentioned. Jaguars have won five of six. Uh, I'm surprised this line isn't bigger than it is. I'll take the yeah. uh, I'll take the Jaguars and uh, I saw the line at six, but I guess I, you said I got to like six and a half. Mm-hmm. I'll still do that anyway, I guess. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to bet against Doug. I do think the Titans could make it close. Variable teams. I don't know. Just something about that. But uh, also, by the way, the Jags can still make the playoffs as a wild card if they do not win the division. Okay. They would also need, I think, the Bills to win and then the Browns to win. Um, they could get in at then, eight and nine. Yes. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It's not necessarily likely, but there's still, they do have that path. Okay. It's not, this is not like a, you know, winner takes all kind of game. They still have a chance. The Titans do not. Um, but I think the Jags are going to win the division, which will be very, like, that's a big accomplishment. Oh, you're, for sure. You were the, you were the worst team literally again in the league. Number one overall pick. Laughing years stock. in a row. Yeah. And like, and you and you win a division, like that's your head coach is like I know that it's like groping twenty year old, yeah. you know, twenty one so, year old women in bars. Yeah, didn't go didn't um, go back with his team. Instead, hung out at the stayed in Ohio to hang out in a bar, grope, yep, for some groping time. <laughs> okay, let's get it to the uh, Saints are three and a half favorites at home against the Panthers. This game means nothing, but. In terms of the Eagles draft pick, it does have meaning because the Eagles will be hoping the Saints lose because if they do, there's a chance it could still be the number 10 overall pick. But if they win, I think, again, it could be as high as the 14 overall pick. So did you see what do you got? Nick Underhill, who covers the the team sort of independently, he tweeted uh, and travels to all the road games. He tweeted after the Saints um, Eagles game that the, the Saints were blasting dreams and nightmares in the locker room much like the much like the commanders did earlier in the year as well <laughs> how does that not get more attention that is just unbelievable loser stuff from them they, got, they were eliminated like an hour later by the way yeah. congrats <laughs> on your big win yeah like i mean that accomplished nothing i mean it 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 you know dealt a blow to maybe to the eagles i guess it delayed i mean we'll see what happens this week but uh, it may all it may have done to the Eagles is delayed them from getting the one seed for a week. But the, I mean, why would you be like celebrating a w- <laughs> to get to seven and nine? <laughs> like you're you're playing like you know the other team's anthem, so to speak, in your locker room. Like get out! What, what are you kidding me? You didn't do anything to you accomplished nothing in that game. <laughs> like you beat the backup too. Anyway, um, I thought they were a different like. So I've the sentiment has sort of been like, how did you lose to that bad team? And they did not play bad in that game. Like they no. Saints played well in that game. Their offense played well uh, in the first half in particular. And their defense is awesome. And they're a different team with Marshawn Lattimore than when they don't have Marshawn Lattimore, as we saw uh, in that game. Yeah. And I think that the Saints are a significantly better team than the Carolina Panthers, who, by the way, uh, Old friend Mike Kay, uh, mm. formerly of BGN, and now covers the Panthers for the Charlotte Observer, I think. Um, but he's covering the Panthers now. He had said that like they may be hiring uh, Jim Harbaugh, who mm. 
Michigan is apparently potentially facing punishment from the NCAA. So he's going to, if that, if there's anything to that, Harbaugh is going to want to get out of there. Um, so that'll be interesting if uh, Jim Harbaugh will be back uh, in the NFL. Oh, yeah. But this he's Panthers good, team stinks. He's a good, um, he's a good coach. The, the, Sa- the Saints team is not as bad, I don't think, anyway, as their record. They're not as bad right now uh, as their record would indicate. I think the Saints roll the Panthers in this fi- in this finale because these uh, meaningless games seem to mean a lot to <laughs> the Saints team, uh, evidently, as evidenced by their by their haughty celebration uh, in 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 the Eagles visiting locker room. Well, it does give them motivation to not tank. For you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, they're, right. like they they're not. To... They're definitely not tanking this game. There's no point. I mean, yeah, you raise your pick in like the other round, second and whatever. But I mean, that's really not. No, nobody's tanking for that. So I'm going to take the Saints as well. It's going to be annoying that they win. Kind of like last year where the uh, Dolphins won a bunch after it looked like they're going to get a really, uh, the Eagles were going to get a really good pick for them. I mean, you'll still take it. It's not like a loss, but it's just kind of like annoying that Mm -hmm. it was not as good as it really should have been. Uh, Both Saints three and a half. That brings us to now we're going into the late game window. This is where the one seed will be determined. All right, Jimmy, we're going to start with the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals, led by David Blau, who are going to play against the 49ers in California. It's not San Francisco. It's like, what, San Bernino or Bernardino? Or they play in uh, Santa it's Clara. Not, Santa Clara. Yeah, it's not It's not um San Francisco. Anyway, uh. Which is crazy to me. I, it is, there is shockingly text. nothing there, by the way. I, I, it's like I, an hour away. I covered a game for the first time there last year, and I stayed right near the stadium. There, there's nothing, nothing there. Like if they if they dropped that stadium down in like yeah. Marlton here, uh, right? It, there was there'd be way more here than there was in Santa Clara. Like amazingly, <laughs> like I couldn't believe. And I love that area of the, of the country. Like San Francisco is awesome sure. and the whole surrounding area is awesome but in santa clara there's just absolutely nothing there's not nothing there at all it's crazy it's crazy how little there was there it's, it's egregious stolen value valor like <laughs> you know i think it's dumb that they call them the new york giants when they're in new jersey but at least you can literally like see the skyline yeah, from yeah, the stadium yeah. or whatever like, it's like it's right there culturally too but like an hour away all right anyway sidetrack uh 49ers are 14 point favorites i'll take the 49ers 49ers are looking pretty good. Defense is really good. Cardinals are just terrible. Their vibes are bad. Um, they're starting David Blow. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is hurt. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see the 49ers losing that game. I know you didn't mean to make fun of him when you said Blow, but it's Blau. <laughs> Blau, Blow. <laughs> he was uh, one of the, the the subjects of interest in hard knocks for the Lions uh before the season began and then boom lost his job like at on like a couple days before the season began and in comes nate sudfeld of all people who is the lions backup and now blau is playing for the cardinals who is the who are the ins i I don't i don't know if anyone who's actually watched any of these in-season hard knocks episodes of the cardinals i i think i mentioned on the podcast one other time I did watch one episode, and man, it is sad how how like depressing that team is. So Blau has been on two versions of Hard Knocks this year, uh, but he he was he wasn't he wasn't good enough to be um, he wasn't good enough to make the Lions, and 
I guess the Cardinals picked him up midseason at some point because I don't think he was on the roster originally. They lost Kyler Murray and they lost Colt McCoy. I feel like they had a third guy that Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. Is he hurt or is he just terrible? I don't even know. Yeah, so I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, this team's gonna get trounced by uh by by a 49ers team that uh, the Cardinals might be the worst team in the league right now, by the way, like to close the season. Um, the 49ers current state, yeah. are playing better football than any team in the NFC anyway. Um, yeah. And the, the, they're just, they're, they're, they can win 10 games in a row heading into the playoffs and they still have an outside shot at, you know, the one seed in the NFC. And, mm-hmm. uh, if not, they'll be playing for the two seed, by the way, I don't know that the two seed is better than the three seed. Cause I guess if the, if they, if both the two and the three seed win in the wild card round, then they play each other. And whoever the two seed, it gets the home game in that in that matchup. But in the round bef- in the wild card round, if you're the three seed, <laughs> you know you get the Giants. And Versus... that's pretty good. I'd rather play the Giants than the Packers, for example. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I don't so know you, that do the you... two seed is even better. Go on the record with that right now. Who do you think is making the seventh seed in the NFC? Packers. Okay. Packers yeah, are winning in and I agree. They're favored over the Lions by four and a half, I think. So that's yeah. a you know that's a pretty safe call, I think. That's that's the okay. chalk call. That's not going into our our record picks here, but just for your the sake of knowledge, yeah. So okay, we both have the forty nine ers, and I'll lay the fourteen on that too. Same. Um. The okay, so that brings us to the Cowboys, who are going to be playing in Landover, Maryland, against the Commanders, led by Sam Howell, making his first NFL start. Cowboys are seven-point favorites on the road. They're probably going to be paying attention to how the Eagles game is going because if the Eagles get up big, uh, especially early in the game, there's going to be no need at that point for the Cowboys. And I guess you could say the 49ers might be in the same boat um, where uh, they kind of just pull back a little bit on some of the starters. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys to win in cover. I liked Sam Howell as a prospect. I can't believe he fell to the fifth round. I thought that was a really? good, good value pick by the uh, mm-hmm. commanders. In fact, my commander's quarterback power rankings would probably go, I guess Heineke would be one, then Howell, and then Carson Wentz. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but the 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 Cowboys will be going all out to win this game. And when I mentioned this, I definitely mentioned this on the, on one of the on a previous podcast. They almost kind of like got screwed, not screwed, but it'd almost be better for them if the Eagles just won against the Saints last week because then they could they would definitely be resting their starters, being locked into the five seed. Uh, now they're going to go out and all and when they're going to go all out and, and try to win this game. I imagine they'll be doing some scoreboard watching. Uh, to see what the Eagles are doing against the, the yeah, Giants. Yeah, said that. If, if, oh, did you just now? Okay, sorry. Uh, I was thinking about that ahead of time. <laughs> I just got up from a nap before this podcast started. Uh, I'm a little slow right now. Uh, but anyway. Sorry, uh, I forgive you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cow- Cowboys are going all out to win this game. And uh, the Commanders would actually like benefit pretty significantly by losing this game, the 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 range of draft pick that they can have is like eight or nine draft slots. Oh wow! Which uh, I mean, in reality, it won't be that much. Like at the end, right. when but, that game's, know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, but but it's possible. I mean, it will be at least like four or five, most likely, um, and that's worthwhile losing. <laughs> so like, and they need a quarterback. So 
Um, yeah, that this is a game that if they can lose, they should try to lose. Uh, I mean, they already saw it firsthand, you know, benefit them mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of years ago. Uh, but yeah, they, they should be going all out to lose this game. I wouldn't be playing anyone worthwhile if um, I mean, Ron Rivera yeah. may not care because he's probably going to get fired anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, I see the, the Cowboys just stomping all over this team. Well, I, I've peeked at the commander's injury report this week, and they are like sitting a lot of key guys are, are they? on that okay. thing. So, yep. Yeah, I don't think they're, I think they're being, I think that's a, a call is being made beyond Ron Rivera. To that, that could be, kind of sure. Sit, sit some of these key players. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so now we've set the scenario where the Eagles must win because they can't get any help. 49ers, Cowboys both winning. The Eagles have to win at this point in this stage. By the way, uh, the Cowboys' chances of getting the one seed because they would need both the Eagles and the 49ers to lose. If you were to bet on the money line option of all three of those games being Cowboys right. win, Eagles loss, 49ers loss, if you bet $100 on that three-game parlay, that three-pick parlay, you would win $8,000. Oh. So just to put it in perspective of not <laughs> really the most likely option. So I'd, hey, if you're a Cowboys fan for some reason listening to this and you feel so good that they're oh, no, going to do 80 it. to 1, sorry. Go ahead. Go go win your $8,000. Uh, all right. But brings us to the Eagles, who are 14-point favorites in Philly. I'm going to take the points because I just don't know what to fully expect from this game. I think there's a scenario where the Eagles get up big and then, again, they kind of pull their starters and for all I know, the Giants have a backdoor cover. I think 14 points is just a lot. Don't fully know what to expect. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a hard game to analyze. I don't know fully what to expect. So I'm just going to lean with the points because it's so many points. But I do think the Eagles win and clinch the number one seed. I think they win comfortably. And uh, I'm with you. I think 14 points is too many to wow. to, to lay here. So, so you can't beat me. <laughs> well, we still, have the, we still have the playoffs too. It doesn't yeah. end at the regular well, season. Come on, stop. I guess we'll have to do every playoff game then. I don't know. <laughs> How um, many games behind you are, am I? I don't think I want to do that. Uh, you are six wins under me. Okay. You want to take the Eagles? No. To cover? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll, hey, works for me. Uh, so no, I'll, get you, I'll, get you in later. I'll get you in later rounds. Okay. We're both taking the Eagles to win, correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. We should pick uh, all Eagles the playoff win. games. All right, I guess. I mean, um, so like during the wild card round, it's only it's six games, which is more true. Which is and about we don't have any anyway. to talk about in theory anyway. Yeah. Divisional round is only four games and they're all going to matter to the Eagles. Maybe not the AFC ones, but certainly the yeah, NFC okay. games will all matter. We can do that. Yeah. If only to give you a chance at beating me. Uh, <laughs> any final thoughts to me? Yeah, I actually just started. So uh, Philly Voice published, um, like a, a lot of the writers published, you know, gave like their five TV recommendations from 2022. This is like a year, sort of a like end of year post that, that we did. Um, and then we also had one for uh, five, you know, best movie recommendations for, for each writer. Mm-hmm. I did not participate in this. I was too busy with other stuff. Um, but I took one of Seamus wow. Clancy's recommendations on the TV front. It's a show. <laughs> it's this show called what we do in the shadows. Have you ever seen this before? I've heard very good things about that show. I've not seen it. Um, it's about, it's hard to explain what it's about. 
it's basically like it's 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 about vampires and I'm not into like that kind of thing. I'm not into vampires, <laughs> I'm not into like comic books, I'm not into like any of that kind of stuff. But it's like vampires and like they live in Staten Island and it, you know, it, it just shows like their everyday lives. Um it's it's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. Like okay. <laughs> there have been a few times where I've laughed so hard that I've almost felt like I had to throw up. <laughs> I love a good laugh like that. Yeah, I, I like I felt sick that I was laughing so hard. Um, so I would recommend anyone uh, to that, that enjoys offbeat sort of humor. It's it reminds me in a, in some ways like the the writing, how good the writing is, reminds me in a lot of ways of like Arrested Development. Um, okay, but vampires. <laughs> um, it's a very good show, so I I, I recommend that. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're just like, you can't stop laughing, but it's like a, not a good situation. It's like a situation that's like a serious situation or, or like very quiet. And you're like trying not to laugh, but you just can't stop. <laughs> I had one, thinking. we went to a wedding one time and, um, it was in old bridge, New Jersey. And, yep. um, it was, it was a Jewish wedding and, uh, they were doing it in, in, uh, Hebrew and they're like they were talking in Hebrew. The, the the rabbi was like talking in Hebrew, right. and then he just broke from very thick, like proper. I'm sure he was like it was like perfect Hebrew, and then he just goes yeah. like in, in the most in the most American kind of voice. He goes Oldbridge, New Jersey. So <laughs> so he's like <laughs> Elohim, my Oldbridge, New Jersey. Right, and, then, <laughs> and me and my buddy Rich, we just like looked at each other. And we just, funny. we couldn't stop laughing. I don't like, it's not that that, not like, you know, Hebrew was funny or whatever, like, you know, no, just not the, like yeah, the jarring, j- that just is always how, funny. That's how he transitioned from a very thick, um, you know, proper way of speaking in Hebrew. And then just very casually just go Old Birch, New Jersey. Seamless. Yeah. <laughs> that's always funny when you're listening to like any kind of, even like whatever, like a Spanish dub or whatever or something. And you just hear like, you know, like the proper noun yeah, said like yeah, that yeah. correctly. And it's just, it kind of is catches your attention. Cause it's like, Oh wait, I recognize that word. Uh, like Ricky Ricardo, when he does Eagles games, I'll be like, right. You know, he's talking in Spanish and I'll go Miles Sanders. <laughs> right. It is funny. Um, I was in a school assembly one time where these kids had come back from like college, uh, you know, and like post-graduation kind of talking about what they're up to now to kind of give, and we were like seniors. So they're like giving us some like advice or like perspective on like what life could be like after high school. And this one person was just so like, I, it, it's hard to explain, but like, they're very, um, uh, <laughs> it was hard to take them seriously. I guess is the way they put it. Um, and they're just like very overconfident and, and very, uh it was just hard to believe i guess like they're like they're just like like yeah i'm gonna be a doctor but it was like said in a way where everything else is just like i don't know like it's just kind of like hard to believe i don't think you're gonna make it (laughs) yeah well like and i wasn't trying to be mean but like i was so I, i don't know if it was me or my friend tim at the time who had like made a joke or like said something and like or I don't even know if there's a joke or we just both like are in the same like mindset. Like we couldn't like really buy this. It almost felt like a sketch from like Nathan for like, you know, or like uh curb your, like it just felt like, yeah, very, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, is this real? And it's tough because like, it's like quiet auditorium and we're like in the front row 
and we're both cracking up. And it's one of those situations where maybe if you're on your own, you can get yourself to stop laughing, but then you get yourself stable and then they start laughing. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. And it starts, <laughs> and it starts, starts start. all over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's so like rude and embarrassing because you're not trying to like be, you know, <laughs> be mean. Right. So, um, yeah, like the wedding thing really wasn't that funny. But for whatever reason, just only we were the only two people in the place right. that thought it was funny in any way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then it only became funny because nobody else thought it was funny, right? And <laughs> just for context, for me, I, I have a habit of nervous laughing, so I'll laugh at sometimes that things like aren't really. I'm not like laughing, you know, at it. I'm just kind of like, it's just my natural response to kind of nervous laugh at things. So I think that might have been part of it too. But um, yeah, okay, there you go. There's your little anecdote to end the pod, which is brought to you or by right to. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? Or no, you... I think that's it. All right, you're good. Let's wrap this up. We said we're going to go short. We did not hit an hour, so that's good. Um, At least on the record time, the ads might bump it up to an hour. But in any case, this has been BGN Radio, brought to you by Right to Sell and Craft Turkey, which you can get by going to rightsell.com using discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. You can also go to Kristen Roach. Oh, you can go to roachrealtors.com, sorry, to contact Kristen Roach if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house. Or you can call or text this phone number. 856-906-9295. Leave a rating, review, uh, subscribe, download all that good stuff. Check out our YouTube channel. Give us a uh, subscribe click. That's not how it's phrased. Give us subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, the Bleeding Your Nation YouTube channel, where you can see the post-game show after this game and the playoff games. Jimmy and I will be back with you. At some point, very early, I believe, this coming week, get into the Eagles clinching the number one seed and what uh, might lie ahead of them in the playoffs. So that's when we'll talk to you next. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. P-G-N.